jumping right in to how to make some ADHD-friendly goals for the new year, part two. Let's get to it. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home podcast. I'm Joy Ridenauer, wife, mom of four, and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there is a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way your brain thinks. Albert Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to say yes to unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose joy. You have arrived at episode 37, which is a part two on setting ADHD-friendly New Year's goals. If you want to go back and listen to 36, which is part one, and actually 35 is when we begin to start talking about this, feel free. It will definitely make more sense if you at least listen to 36 first. Welcome. I'm Joy. So glad you found me. And if you are here because you already listened to 36 and you're ready to jump right back in, let's get to it. I'm just going to do a super quick recap in the way of saying that this is modeled after Gretchen Rubin's 22 for 22. It's her idea that she covers in episode 356 of her Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Um, It's my twist on how to make it a little more ADHD friendly. I'll link her show in the notes below. My apologies for, it is 1148 East Coast time right now, and I am just beginning to record this. I will upload it the second I am done. I do very minimal editing if you haven't figured that out yet, but I will rush this through, get this out to y'all so you can start thinking about it and creating your own lists between what we covered yesterday and today so that you can hit the ground running in the new year. So in part one, just again, a super quick recap, we talked about the acronym what if. The if stands for intentionally flexible. And the what was things we want to do, things we have to do, aspirations, and then things we've tackled. In the last episode, we covered the want to and the have tos. And today we're going to talk about the aspirations and how we did seven of the last two categories and why I'm picking out eight for the letter A and how that all rolls in. I use the word aspirations for a couple of reasons. One, it fits the A. (laughs) But more importantly, I don't like to use the word habits because I think they can be They have a lot of baggage attached if you have struggled before with consistency. And I have a whole episode on why I think the word consistency is an ugly word and what it should be replaced with. I like aspirations because I think we should always have things we're trying to achieve. Why would we not always work towards sort of creating better existences of ourselves and our homes and our lives? The aspiration is to keep front of mind something that we're shooting for, but without the extra weight of, oh gosh, I have to do this every day. So when I want you to start thinking about your aspirations, these are still goals that I want to be finite to the best of your ability and very doable so that they could be done at any time. 
but I also want to give them some shape and some guidelines, I guess, so that we don't run away in a million different directions with them. Where I'm going with this is you've heard all about sort of picking a word, an overarching word of the year, I'm sure. And if you haven't, type word of the year into Pinterest and you will get inundated with choices and ways and whys of picking a word of the year. I think it's fun. I think it's kind of interesting. I have not always done it. I have done it from time to time. I did pick one for myself for this year, which I'll share in just a second. And my why for picking it, I wanted to... I feel like I'm jumping a little bit around here today, but I'm going to tell you where my brain was in all of the different places that are leading to this aspiration category. There is a book called Essentialism by Greg McCowan. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, and I'll link the book in the show notes. I learned about him actually through The Minimal Mom, who I really like on YouTube, and I'll link one of hers as well. She's, I don't see myself as a minimalist. I'm not sure I wouldn't desire it, at least in some level, or at least to become a little minimaler. But what was neat about the book and the way she explained it is that he sees life as having four, I guess, critical, she calls it the four burner method. So if you picture a four burner stove working, and if you had pots going on all four stoves, you have a chance of being distracted one from another, not taking them all seriously enough, and you'll burn something where if you wanted to really, you can only really give your energy and your effort to two at any given time, is sort of his theory. The four buckets he created were friends, health, family, and work. As a home person here at the Joy Loving Home podcast, I was like, which one of these words do I want to replace with home? Or where does home fit in these four words? I was thinking, you know, having a home that you are proud of enough to bring guests in and by guests, I mean friends, like literally having friends over and wanting and desiring that socialization in that relationship is a positive. It is a, we've missed out on it a lot guys lately. And I never, particularly if you always feel like your house is a mess, 2020 wasn't new to you. This isolation of anyone from your home is something that you're used to doing because you're embarrassed by it. And I, I want, if I do nothing else with this podcast, I want you to figure out ways to quit being embarrassed by your home and the state of your home so that you can live more fully in it with your family who lives there every day and with having the socialization of loved ones around. A home could definitely fit in that friends category because you're preparing your home so that friends are happy there. You could put it in the health category because a home that brings you peace and joy is a far better boost to your health than so many other things that you could be doing. It is a cornerstone of, I want to eat better, oh, but the kitchen's a mess. That's hampering your ability to eat better. I want to exercise more, but I feel guilty exercising because I could should be doing laundry. The home is a cornerstone for health. If you look at family and you want to nurture and love your family, having a home that feeds you all is the place where each day in this chaotic world we come home and we're enriched by our home versus stressed out by our home it makes for a better family life and therefore you could totally say that home would fit in the family bucket or for those of us that are stay-at-home moms our work let's face it is a lot about the home if you work outside of the home 
it's still a huge part of your responsibility. It's like a second work experience. And you've got double the load if you work outside of the home, so or even work in the home, <laughs> which is kind of all of us right now. I see home interwoven through this so much, which is why when I got ready to do this, I feel like the seven one twos and the seven half twos that are all sort of home focused are actually great fuel for all of the aspirations and all of these four buckets of ways that our fa- our life is enriched. And because he is saying that only two of these burners can be running at a certain time without not doing any of them any good, without running yourself so thin. This is where I want your aspirations to build from. We have eight left. I wanted you to think about how to take whatever your overarching word is and pick two ways to enrich each of these categories. So two would fall under enriching friends, two would fall under enriching your health, two would fall under enriching your family, and two would fall under enriching your work, whatever you see your work as. You can have the theme or not have the theme. It just may help focus your brain a little if you wanted to choose the theme. So for me, I'm approaching a milestone birthday. (laughs) I will be half a century old in July. No shame in sharing that. I learned very early, if you've listened to my why episode, that life is not promised to any of us. Uh, None of us are promised a tomorrow. I learned that at the age of 10, and I embrace every day that I'm given as a gift, and the fact that I have the privilege and the gift to turn 50 is a huge deal to me, and I, I find that as a blessing. Part of knowing I'm turning 50 and wanting to make sure my health, which I let slip a little bit in the last couple years, uh, just with the stress that has existed and sort of stopping some things that I used to enjoy that benefited my health. I want to use the word strengthen this year because uh, when I had my lovely visit to my doctor, one of her biggest concerns was that I don't have enough muscle mass. And one of the best indicators of aging well is to have strength. She said it's literally the most important indicator of whether you are going to age well. I've always loved yoga, so I'm flexible. (laughs) I love that it gives me balance. Both of those are super helpful as I age, but I don't have enough strength. So I'm literally going to focus on some weight training between now and July. Not for any number on a scale, but for a feeling of, I just, I want to feel strong. And the reason why I liked the word strengthen is because I want to strengthen several areas of my life. I want to strengthen all four of these categories, strengthen the friends that I have had to lose touch with over these last two years, at least in person touch with. Strengthen my health, strengthen my family, although I think if there's one burner I have kept going very well, it is my family burner. And then from strengthen my work perspective, I am loving doing this podcast. It is taking away from my in-person client work. Not, I'm great when I'm with my clients. My back end of my business is struggled a little bit because I, with this brain of mine, run towards the shiny things and the shiny things are work with clients. The shiny things are getting this podcast published. They are not what I consider the very boring mundane back office stuff. And so that has to be strengthened this year. So that word works for me very well. I am picking two things and I'm not going to go through all of them, mostly because I don't have them all worked out in my head yet. I still have today and tomorrow to do that. As an example, under health, because I want to strengthen 
my body physically, I also need to eat in a way that will feed those muscles that I am trying to build, which means I have got to increase my protein intake. I've got to do a whole balance thing. Not a nutrition expert here. That's not why you've turned tuned in. But one of the things that I am capable of doing, which is a finite task, is to improve my kitchen environment so that it is not frustrating or a stumbling block in my eating better. In that way, it's not a habit I'm keeping up with. I'm not trying to say, oh, all year I'm going to track my food and my protein intakes. And it's just a way for me to put down, structure the kitchen in such a way that it works for me instead of against me. That's literally, I mentioned I'm going to start doing a, a monthly declutter that I want to have you guys journey with me and the Facebook group. The kitchen is number one. It's also when I dropped the poll you guys chose so far, kitchen is getting the most votes. It's a great place to start for the new year, I think. We're going to tackle that right away and I'm going to be able to check off that aspiration bucket. I think I'm going to put health first when I I'm looking at my eight aspirations and I'm saying to go into each of these four buckets. I'm, I'm prioritizing health, hoping to set myself up in such a way that I will continue when I switch to the new bucket. It still becomes something I want to do a little more of. It just seems like a, a good place to start. Or, you know, when I think of strengthening my work, it may be hiring, you know, a VA long enough to help me get some systems in place. And then trying to move forward with that once they're in place. So it's a finite thing versus me setting up this whole long daily task that already feels like it could be a failure. So I'm, I'm trying to come up with finite, actionable things that will lead me towards success in these four buckets. I hope that made sense. I don't know that I feel like I'm explaining it well. I did put a picture of what I've done so far with my little stickies on my cardboard envelope. I am going to neaten this up. So I will put sort of my final thing in the Facebook group as a visual. I have never really done vision boards. I played around with it once. And I don't know that I would consider this a vision board so much as my 20 for 20 list. But I'm a creative and I... If you want to jump over to Gretchen Rubin's website, she has where you can do a printable uh, that I believe is free. And I saw like a quick snapshot of it and it's it's literally like a list with boxes. I'm not, I'm not a box list girl. And if that doesn't appeal to you either, you can do this any way you want it to do it. It can be the first two-page spread in your new bullet journal that you want to keep as a way of doing planning this year. It can be, you know, I buy a 12-month calendar from just target that I don't like having the weeks in there because I don't use them it's literally like every spread is a month but there's a few like notes pages at the back I may just put my stickies in there but I might neaten them up a little bit like I don't know I just I like the creative appeal of making it pretty so whatever it is I choose to do over the next two days while I'm preparing this I will put the final snapshot into the Facebook group if you want to see where I landed on my 22 for 22 goal list that has to do with my what if philosophy of planning. <laughs> Gosh, I felt like that was all over the place. You guys, I, I know you're there for me. Give me some comments when you get 
either you can comment to me on Instagram at Joy Loving Home. You can comment to me in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined it yet, it's bit.ly slash Joy Loving Home community. Or you can just email me. I'm joy at joylovinghome.com. Before I forget, I do want to remind you today and tomorrow are it for joining the contest where I'm drawing three names at random to become my first three virtual organizing clients. I am giving away three of those sessions. They're called Jumpstart with Joy. If you're nervous, guys, I am the person you're hearing on the other side of the mic. I hope that you can get a feel that this is truly me. I am so not judgmental. There's nothing that I am going to see when we open up that Zoom call that I have not already seen far worse of. I, I promise there is zero judgment on this end of the the computer screen. I am lovingly happy to just talk through what are your hangups on getting a space organized that you are just desiring to organize. And it's a zero pressure 30 minute thing. And can I tell you right now, if you have, I mean, you can look down at your phone right now, scroll down. I right now have 15 reviews, 15. And I am picking one of the three winners from those people who have reviewed. Your chances are like ridiculously high that you could win a free organizing session. Trust me, professional organizers are not cheap. This is a great gift to yourself. If you still want in, you have two days. Oh, and by the way, you actually have way more than a one in 15 chance of winning that because everybody that has put a review for me has not snapped a screenshot of it and emailed it to me. So I have no idea how to contact them. I I guess I could put all their names in and just sort of put out there. Like if you are so-and-so, contact me. But I don't know how to – I feel much better if you have emailed me and said, hey, this is my review, so that I know how to contact you if you win. That was a whole lot to say. Please still write and review if you are enjoying anything you're finding here. It is a huge gift to me to get those reviews built up. I know that's super selfish and that's why I'm giving away these virtual organizing sessions so that I feel like I'm giving back. And if you're a member of my community, you are automatically entered. Right now, that's a 1 in 35 chance of winning. Or if you if you share me on Instagram and tag me at Joy Loving Home, Again, your chances increase tremendously to be one of these folks. And I hope you will approach it with the love that it is intended because it really, I love working with clients. This is a whole new angle for me to do it virtually. We will stay positive. We will have a good time and we will help you feel good about getting started on that space that is driving you a little bit crazy. Consider doing that. Have a super wonderful New Year's Eve. I will see you in the new year, and until then, choose joy.